welcome to desi return diaries embracing home again the podcast that shares personal journeys and expert insights on returning to india i'm your host avinash pedi here to guide and inspire you on your desi return journey and today i'm excited to introduce our guest kartik Uh, Karthik returned to India after living in US for almost 14 years and uh, he also uh, moved here with a uh, financial independent retire early which is a unique perspective that uh, he can bring to the uh, you know to our listeners here so welcome to the show uh, Karthik thank you thank you avinash so why don't we get started with uh, a little bit about your background and uh, what uh, brought you back to India Sure. So uh, I am a software professional. My experience has been in the supply chain industry. My specialization is in the warehouses. So um, for about more than fifteen years, I have been working in this space, where we introduce technology into warehouses to make them more efficient and um, uh, like push more volume. You know. with existing infrastructure so i worked in research uh, companies like manhattan associates uh, ibm where we developed software specifically for this domain and i also worked in consulting where i would implement this software for various uh, big uh, retailers and uh, wholesale uh, companies as well got it yeah that's my professional background i have two kids uh 8 year old and 2 and a half year old and uh, did work for 3 years in india and moved to the us for my masters uh and been about 14 years for me working in the us and now we moved back to india now uh, it's been about 2 months and really enjoying the like uh, the, the period after the move as well yeah great congratulations so uh I think after living for fourteen years, uh, what are the triggering points, or what are some of the uh, decision thought process uh, for moving back to India? Great question. So uh, I would say for anything, for to be successful, you need you should not have just one reason. You should have like a multiple reasons to do a certain thing. Then. then it becomes much more stronger because even if one reason doesn't stick doesn't stick there are other reasons that are holding up your decision so uh i think from a very early on i i realized that the power of fire you know let us financially uh, independent at an early age and what i mean by that is like what you see traditionally is people work until 60 years 65 years and then they take a break but then by then they're already their the health is in a decline and which which prohibits them from taking certain amount of risks that they would have taken otherwise and i feel uh, 40 years is the golden age where you have health on your side relatively better health than what you what otherwise would have at 60 and uh, you are also you would have save some money by then so you are not like running paycheck to paycheck so i would certainly suggest uh, anybody who can do this to be able to uh, target 
mid 40s or 40s to be financially independent to do lots of things maybe i can i can give you details around what i aspire to do but that is a primary goal uh, amongst the many reasons that we have for moving to india okay so i think you kind of touched about this um, there should be like several reasons and not one reason you know for making this big move you know after living for 14 years right. uh, so based on what i heard fire you know financial independent retire early is one of the thing and i'm assuming it's something to do with maybe the cost of living of us versus india could be the factor of retiring early and living there i i am just guessing based on what i heard and what are the other other reasons that uh, motivated or you know made the decision to relocate or move back to india in yeah, addition to so the fire yeah this, it is financial independence and i feel even standard of living so uh, if you like it's just pure math in my sense like if you live in a country and you save let's say 20% of your paycheck uh, the standard of living that you accumulate by saving 20% of paycheck will continue to remain the same if you continue to live in that country like you know but then if you switch from a high income country to a low uh, you know uh, expenses cost of living yeah cost of living country then the 20% paycheck that you save will will drive you much more your standard of living much more because you can you're able to do that switch uh so that was one reason we we lived east coast we lived in northeast we finally we moved to west coast in cupertino i we felt the even how much ever we earned the standard of living that we were living you know without help with uh, jobs both of us had to work to maintain even a decent standard of living and the real estate that we were the the uh, the daycare expenses we were not saving much and our standard of living i think has been much better after moving back to india because of the freedom that we got as compared to the other so freedom of freedom of uh, i mean raising a standard of living is one fire is second third i feel is again future thinking because we we have no hopes of getting green card in the near term we are always in the risk of getting laid off you never know how the economy behaves so we felt like instead of having to run in the last minute and then if you are laid off you are proactively you are thinking you're positioning yourself in a in a place where uh, you're you're de-risking yourself from that event it could happen to anybody right so that's the third one and then uh, we wanted to be closer to our roots like after living 14 years we never felt like that is our home it always felt like we were there temporarily uh, i mean we were enjoying the environment but it never felt home and moving back to india felt like especially hyderabad where we grew up this is the language we speak felt home to us and i thought from now onwards we closer to our roots and be at home okay yeah makes sense yeah. i mean in, yeah uh, definitely not to you know fall with what happens with the immigration just taking a proactive approach and you know defining your own path and you know being close to the family the roots and all all this makes sense so Uh, uh so when did this process start like you know for how long have you been planning and uh, versus you know what were the steps that you have taken to you know make the move so uh very early on as, as i said like i was really fascinated with fire i never wanted to work 9 to 5 till 60 years i wanted to take risks in my life uh 
so so I would say about from the past seven eight years we had this thought of moving back, and we made all our investments similarly. Like we started investing in real estate of in India, Hyderabad at a very early age. That way it helped us, you know, to so even if it appreciated with inflation, it helped us even the positive side. And then uh, like even in US, when we bought a house, we always bought it with the, with, with the motivation that we knew that uh, we could sell the house uh, if we needed to. So we bought a highly, you know, what should I say, uh, easily sellable house. And then any plan that we have taken, we have we had always kept this long-term goal in mind and then incrementally worked towards it. Got it. So it's almost like uh, a plan in uh, motion for almost seven years. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, a long-term view and uh, making the financial decisions accordingly. Uh, right. So anything that concerned you, like are there any concerns when you are, uh, when you made the decision, you know, just, just like it's always, it's a big decision. So uh, anything that's in the back of your mind, like, you know, hey, have you thought about this or is everything, uh, you know, considered, you know, because this is a big move, uh, anything that uh, that was going in your mind, uh, you know, that's kind of like, you know, stopping you to make the move. And uh, the second one is your expectations before the move and after the move. I know it's been only two months, but just maybe living here is a different versus you know visiting here right i mean you know you've been like you know staying here for two months but anything that you can shed light on those two topics yeah so the first one um i guess people who return back to india are still in minority i would say it's like hardly a few percentage of people that i know have moved back so doing something that is in a minority would always put you in in, in doubt but I would say that should not stop you from making that decision. If, if you're a minority, think once or twice, ensure all your reasons are in place, but don't let the majority dictate you because their life is their life, your life is your life. And then the other aspect is like you, when you hear negative news while you're in US, somehow I feel like the Western media has always negative news about India. So uh, if you read such news, you will feel like, wait a minute. I mean, there's so much negativity about India, and you want to move there. Is that is that a valid? Is that a wise decision? But again, I feel like if you know more about your hometown, you know more about uh, the actual uh, like things on the ground than anybody else. So let that not again influence your decision. You take yeah. steps, but. Uh, take that as an input, but let that not be the only uh, decision for, for, for your thing. Uh, for the second part, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, sorry, can you repeat me the, the second part again? Yeah, it's more about uh, your expectations before the move and, uh, you know, the reality of living here. I know it's been a couple of months, but it's good to do a quick check. You know, uh, how was your expectations versus like, you know, your experience living here? I think... I think we were expecting whatever we are experiencing now and that's because we uh, before we moved finally over the last two years we did spend three months uh, each year so to get acclimatized to this environment so so far i think like uh, everything we're experiencing is what we have expected sounds like you have a good plan in place so you know it's almost like something uh, in 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 uh, um, in progress or in motion for seven years with the financials 
and even for the last couple of years you made sure you spend enough time to get the feel for the real life so there are no surprises so i think you seem like a like a planner with a long term vision and making sure everything goes smoothly there that's good to know i do have a lot of weaknesses but planning is my strength okay <laughs> cool um are there some things that you miss uh, in us um uh... well i mean pretty obvious one is uh, uh the access to nature and uh, like the sightseeing places that you get in us i guess you cannot do a weekly trip here it has to be more planned and a quarterly or a yearly trip whereas in us a 10 minute drive would have given you access to a park for example that's yeah. something i miss um yeah i mean that's about it i guess cool um so i know i think uh your plan is to retire early uh, which is different again it's also another minority uh group of people right um so i think it would be interesting to know your aspirations and how you plan to uh how you plan about it like you know staying in living in india uh, anything that you can share uh to the team like you know your aspirations on what you're doing right now because people move to india either as a career progression or career change or being in the professional some people try to get into businesses some people try to retire or you know maybe whatever it could be like a family business or you know in a different things so it definitely would be interesting to the audience on your aspirations your planning uh, on what you would love to do uh, after moving back to india uh, with this flexibility that you have uh, anything that you can share with the with the audience sure i would say the part of this is successful because my wife is continuing to work so uh she's she's uh she has become the um the foundation for our finances now that freed me up to first of all spend more time with my kids because they are at a young age they need that time from parents so i'm going to use that time a lot and then i'm going to uh when i say fire it doesn't mean like you just switch on a tv and then watch movies it means you use your time more valuably than than working from a 9 to 5 job so i plan to take more risks in my life like in terms of uh uh businesses that i plan to like you know establish or maybe uh connect to some other team uh, join another team i don't intend to work 9 to 5 uh for at least a few years i want to do like uh like part time things like for example i want to do udemy courses i want to be a trainer in udemy uh, i want to explore how how i can help the community and also financially uh, earn as well and then i i have like um, uh, i want to explore like supply chain industry in india i want to use this time to is completely understand how the network works and use this time to uh like figure out where there's an opportunity and where i can like when i move when i start working again i want to be working for myself and this will be my groundwork that i'm doing and, and then again even if i work for myself it's risk so i don't know how successful i'll be but i think it's worth the risk that i'm going to take yeah makes sense good luck with everything uh, it sounds exciting uh you know following your passion uh, and you know ability to spend time with uh, the family um, 
and i definitely echo with that right i mean especially uh, you know there is this graph like when you are young you have time but no money when you are uh, you know in the middle like you know in the 40 to 50 or 60 years you have money and you have health but no time and as you grow old you have uh, time and money but no health so uh, definitely having the flexibility to be able to define your time in the middle age like you know in the 40s and 50s you know definitely uh, would give a lot of freedom and flexibility to a lot of things you know spending time with the family going with your passions and uh, doing what you really would love to do Right. And uh, switching gears a little bit, I know you mentioned that you have an eight-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, maybe uh, how, how has the kids adjusted? Uh, how has their schooling been going on? Um, you know, uh, anything that you can share on that side? Sure. I mean, my son uh, went to school for three weeks uh, in the last academic year. So he has uh, adjusted really well. And partly it's because of the of the type of school we picked as well. So uh, there's a lot of research that goes into picking a school. We picked a school that was not too far away from our house. So that way I was able to drop and pick him uh, for the first few weeks. And I picked uh, an IB syllabus school. So what he tells me is that the way the teachers teach him is very similar to what he learned in the US. So that transition has not been uh, uh, tough. And then language is something that we started slowly training him in the US itself because we knew he would come here. So uh, I would say maybe we should have done a little bit more. He still can just understand uh, Telugu, can't speak, but uh, that's something we're going to work on uh, pretty seriously. And he adjusted very well. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about your toddler, uh, the two and a half? Everything good, you know, grandparents happy and with so many He's people to pamper. Yeah, blast. because um, I mean, there it just it was just three of us that was giving a company, you know, my grand two sets of grandparents, and uh, the weather is much better here, so she's able to go out, play. Yeah, and I, I mean, she's too young to even know that she's moved to a different country. She's like, oh, this sounds to be much better than what it was earlier. Yeah, cool. So in terms of the physical move, um, was there any challenges that you have encountered or um, anything that you wanted to explain from the logistics side, like, you know, um, like a physical move of uh, relocating from one country to the other country? Yeah. So this also was, again, something we learned from looking at other people. It's like if you own a house, uh, selling the house and moving to India would put tremendous stress on you. So what I would suggest everybody is to, if you own a house, sell the house, move to a rented apartment. That way you don't have any uh, hardbound real estate in your name, getting rid of your personal belongings. And finally, like have only that much that you're going to ship to India. So that way, then once the, the shipment to India goes, then you have a pretty clean house that you, that you can just easily uh, clean up. Leave. Leave. Yeah, without having to uh, think about all the logistics of handing it over and all that stuff. Yeah. Correct. Correct. I feel people who attempt to sell the house and move directly to India is going to be very stressful to them because 
the, the buyers will have certain terms as to when you want to vacate the house and then it's not in your control. So you don't even know when your house will get sold. So yeah, that's the first thing you should do. Yeah. Cool. Um, other than the uh, handling of the house, any other uh, advice or suggestions for the audience, uh, you know, when they're planning with uh, planning the move? No, I think, uh, I think you have published a good checklist. Just follow the checklist, like ensure uh, you have trimmed all your credit cards. You take one credit card that is that has zero transaction fee, so you can use it in India or in your travel. Ensure you have done all the necessary financial steps, move your 401ks to IRAs as needed. Uh, certainly ensure that you have a US phone number when you move to India, either through Google Voice we have used uh, Google Fi. We pay uh, monthly, but I think it gives a lot of peace that I have a US number. Uh, yeah, I mean, car selling cars has, was a breeze. Using I used Carvana, uh, and I also sold one car locally. Yes. So both were very easy experiences for me. And then um, I've used Universal Relocations, and they have been pretty good so far both in the us and in india i didn't receive my stuff yet but the experience so far has been pretty good and have a plan of where you're going to stay when you move to india and yeah cool no thanks for that advice i think uh, you know especially uh, it's an overwhelming to move from one country to the other country right and especially after you live there for a long duration and there are yeah. so many things that you have to take care of and uh, yeah, get it done Cool. Uh, other than like, you know, the things that we talked about from a logistic side, is there any other advice or any anything that you would uh, suggest aspiring individuals who are thinking about moving back to India, you know, like maybe the framework of thinking or, you know, or maybe the approach or like maybe, you know, suggestions on how they should even consider that aspiration or that idea? Yeah. Great question. Um, I would say you should you should not try to find America in India. Then you would then you are setting yourself for failure. You should put your frame of mind so you uh, you realize that it is a different country with a different set of rules, different dynamics, and you should be comfortable with what you are coming to. Because I've seen many questions where. Uh, people ask like, hey, uh, do I get parks? Do I get national parks uh, in India? Do I get uh, outdoor space as in US? No, you're not going to get any of that. You cannot come up with, come with those set of expectations, then you will fail. The traffic is going to be bad. So hopefully you either are expecting that you're going to, you're going to deal with the traffic or you'll find a job where you don't have to travel. Yeah. And then you have some kind of, plan for not having to like uh, like on weekends you should be comfortable staying at home within your community those are your pastimes but then there you 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 lose something but you gain a lot more and you should be comfortable with what you lose because you're gaining that yeah cool is there anything that we haven't discussed uh, that you would like to bring up i mean uh, before we go to the rapid four uh, uh, anything that uh, that any topic or any anything that you want to bring up to the audience? 
I, I think uh, we should have long-term planning, but at the same time, we should be, we should be, our plan should be dynamic enough to consider things might change. Like today, US is at a certain level, India is at a different level. But going forward, we don't know where the dynamics of US and India would be. So thinking always that today, not how today our, our uh, things are, if you expect the same for like next 25, 30 years, remember we're talking about the rest of our lives here, right? So take that into account that what you see today might not always be there. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, take that into account when you plan. And many people will, will say that uh, I don't have time to plan for R2I. But whether you plan for R2I or not, you're by, whether you're making the decision or not, even staying back in US is also a decision. I hope you're making that as a conscious decision that this is where I want to stay. And I feel many people, they're so busy in their day-to-day -day lives that, that it's not their decision to be in US. They just don't have time to change their life. And I feel that is a major mistake. Uh, if you continue to be involved in the day-to-day -day stuff and you don't have time for these big decisions, then you, there is a greater chance that you might regret what you have spent the last few years. I agree. I think it's sometimes um, you know, taking a step back and looking at what you really want to do versus having the life dictate what you are going to do, right? I think uh, it's a conscious decision. This is what I'm going to lead my life versus living the life i mean again you know there is a slight difference of like things make your life happen in such a way versus like you are trying to make the life happen in a, in a specific way absolutely yes yeah. you, need, you need to be always in control of your life not the other way around obviously and then being flexible as things uh, pop up right and you still up, you are the one who is making the decisions on how you would uh handle those circumstances or how you would uh, uh you know navigate through these uh you know uh, uh navigate through these situations as they come up versus just let the life go as it as it is or you know absolutely absolutely yes cool uh thanks for sharing that i think uh, you know it's irrespective of whether somebody's aspiring to move back to uh india or not but it's it's definitely a way to think about leading a life i think uh, it's a great advice uh so switching gears to a rapid four um so what's your surprise thing after returning to India? KTM. I've never used it. After using it, it's amazing. Digital payments, man. Everyone, I think, you know, you just need your phone. No longer no need to bring your uh, wallet or anything. I know. It's just amazing. Yeah. So what's your uh, favorite travel destination in India? I haven't traveled much. But uh, I think uh, like somewhere in the in, in Himalayas, like Uttarakhand, I'm going to pick a spot and go there. But I, I don't know the exact spot yet. Cool. Uh, favorite Indian restaurant or dish? I love uh, idli sambar. Cool. <laughs> and uh, the favorite part of living in India, the best part? Freedom. Great. Yeah, so I think that's all for, uh, you know, today, I really appreciate, uh, you know, for taking the time and sharing your uh, 
valuable uh, you know journey and your planning i mean you know such a big planner that you plan for almost seven years uh, beforehand and uh, uh, how to approach like you know not from a emotional way but from a conscious decision whether living in us or living in india so i really appreciate sharing your thoughts to the audience and uh, thanks again for your time today thank you so much avinash pleasure pleasure talking to you today. great thanks